Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. And welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke in studio with Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. How are you What's doing today? Up? Great, great. How's life? <laughs> life is good. I'm a grandpa, so. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, That's right. It's huh? crazy. I'm 39 years old and I'm a grandpa. So. How's the mom doing? She's doing wonderful. It's awesome. She's doing wonderful. Great. Uh, whew, miracle of life. Miracle awesome. Life is amazing. You know, uh, there's certain things. I remember somebody asking me about well, about seven or eight months ago. So you're going to be a grandpa. What do you think about that? And I was like, I don't know if it really matters what I think about because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have they're going to have a baby anyway. Um, no, but I, I think it just for me, it just gives a a new perspective on life. You know that uh, there's some things in our mind and our mindsets. It's time to grow up on. You know, I better grow up now because I'm a grandpa. You know. But at the same time, I, I, it just it just kind of gives me this new energy and this new sense of joy about life. Like, you know, I've got my own kids that I've been raising, and my youngest is almost nine, and and now I've got a grandchild, and I've got a, I, I can do this all over again. But mm. it's it's my it's my daughter and son in law's responsibility to train them up in the way they should go. I just get to, I get to be grandpa. I get to, mm. you know. So I don't know. I'm still I'm still figuring it out, but I'm excited about it and. uh and I, I think in a lot of ways it's, you know, for us as Christians, we see people that we led to Christ years ago. Yeah. Now they're fruitful Christians and they're awesome. in ministry and people are being, it's, it, it feels similar. That's so, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited about it. So what are we talking about today? Well, last time we were discussing the subject of eternity and why eternity matters. Um, in this new jaunt that we're doing through Bible difficulties, uh, we started off with who is God and you know, just some trying to get some a biblical handle on, uh, you know, subject matter that's just just too broad and and mm. too deep for us to to truly comprehend. And then we talked about eternity, and so that brought up a, a question that that many people ask when it comes to Bible difficulties is specifically from John chapter fourteen: Is Jesus really the only way mm. to get to heaven? And if so, why? Yeah, why is he the only way? And when we're talking about eternity, we're talking about, um, you know, the place where God is, uh, the reality of God's existence is eternal, but also the reality that he created us to have fellowship with him and to enjoy him and to be enjoyed by him, not just in this temporary space of of time and and space and matter, but uh, for eternity, whatever whatever eternity means, right? Mm-hmm. And, and not just a place but the reality of his presence and the reality of of a completely unhindered relationship with him that is fulfilling every uh, purpose that he has for us. And so Christianity presents this dividing line that Jesus is the only way to have a relationship with God and to be assured that your eternity will be spent in heaven and in God's presence and in bliss and and un, untainted by sin and death and all that goes with that. And so Jesus, when he's talking to his 
disciples in John chapter 14, he says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? So he's, he's saying, I'm telling you the truth. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also, and you know the way to where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you would have known me, you would have known my Father also. But from now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. And then he goes on to talk about his oneness with the Father, something we've talked about on previous episodes. But here, Jesus is presenting himself, okay? So that's where Christianity gets the authority to say Jesus is the only way. So we're kind of speaking more at this moment from a statement of faith standpoint. We believe that Jesus, all that he is, as the Bible defines him, is the only way by which humanity can be saved can be forgiven of sins, can be reconciled with God, can have peace with God. He's the only way. And there is no other way by which we can be made right with God except by what Christ accomplished on the cross and by what Ephesians chapter 2 says. It's by grace we're saved through faith and not of ourselves. There's no works, there's no goodness, there's no inherent righteousness in any person that can earn or is added to what Christ has already accomplished and what Christ only should accomplish. So now we're in regular conversations with people that we interact with every day, people we care about, family, friends, coworkers, and we make a comment about, hey, church or Bible study or, you know, I'm a Christian. And typically one of the things that people will say somewhere in, you know, the beginning stages of those conversations, they'll say something, well, I just can't really believe that there's only one way. I, I just can't believe that Jesus is the only exclusive way to get to heaven. Like, you know, what about the good person there? What what about, you know, the Mother Teresa's? And what about, you know, the, the Buddhist? And, you know, and we, we begin to pick all these people out who are examples, culturally speaking, of of goodness and living in harmony and peace with each other. And, you know, we look to people who are involved in charitable work and doctors, you know, all these kind of stuff. And, and what are we doing? We're, we're measuring people's goodness by what they do. And yet the Bible is saying over here, it's not your goodness. It's not of works lest anyone should boast. It is simply the work of Christ. And Pastor Stephen, I'm definitely turn the microphone over to you here in a second. But uh, the one thing I would encourage a lot of people to do is to go back, uh, if you would, um, and there's a link at shoutsofgraceradio.com, but go to Redemption Hill's website and take a listen to some of the the episode or not the episodes, but the Sunday morning sermons um, in Romans chapter one, two, and three that deal with man's inherent problem, and then especially like seven and eight that's dealing with the gospel and how people are saved and reconciled to Christ. Because ultimately, a person is never going to really accept that there has to be an exclusive way until we can recognize that because of our sin we have a problem. That's right, and so. So I guess, Pastor Steve, all of that to set up this, when our friend, when our coworker, when our family member, when someone who we care about, we have a relationship with, says, is Jesus really the only way? How is Mm -hmm. that? How can that really be true? How can we practically, as Christians, 
respond to that in a sensitive, understanding way, but mm. also kind of hold the line of truth that yeah. we understand in Scripture? Well, <clears throat> Keith, first of all, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. What I'd say to begin with is every road leads to God. It doesn't matter what 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 you choose. Revelation 20 says you are going to stand before God. Every life is going to give an account for what they've done. Now, not every road leads to eternal life in the sense of of spending eternity with God in the presence of Christ, but every road leads to God. And so and so whether you choose to believe that or not, um, you know, you're going to stand before the one whom you must give an account for your life. Now, you're 100% right. You know, there is there is a unique claim with Christianity and a unique claim that is woven embedded into the message of the cross, which we would call the gospel. And it starts with the understanding of where your starting point is as a human, right? And so uh, that's that's linked to this idea that Christ is the only way, because the Bible says in First John chapter 2 that Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. And that's just a big fancy word to say he is the satisfactory judgment for our sins. It's it's satisfaction in God's eyes for what he did for humanity. And so then you have to backtrack if you reverse engineer it and you say, okay, what what is the problem that that, that led to the cross? And right. you had mentioned the the problem is your sin. That there is no other um there is no other belief system that that takes care of the sin issue. Now, most will say this, you take care of the sin issue by simply doing better. You know, so right. so giving us a better version of yourself, right? If you're out if if your goods outweigh your bads, then 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 you're good. That's the So essentially trying to tr- tip the scale. Yeah, that is the message of the re- of of the religious world outside of the sufficiency and belief in the sufficiency of the cross of Christ, right? And and here's the problem with that is Christianity's unique claim is found in the absolute inability of mm. man to save mm. himself because of his sin and the absolute ability of Christ, the perfect theanthropist, the God-man, to save man by offering him the perfect righteousness, live by a perfect life without sin. No other religion, no other belief has that. And so Christianity deals with the issue within man's heart, which is their sin, by saying that the the eternal God took upon himself an additional nature, stepped into time and space, lived the perfect life so he could give the perfect righteousness to the sinner and take the sinner's punishment upon him. And, and so Christianity's uniqueness, Keith, is found in that. And it's from that that we would say what, what, what Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, that there is no other name given under heaven whereby which a man can be saved. And it is directly linked to the idea that Christ alone gave his life, his perfect life for the sinner, and then gave that perfection to the sinner in place of their sin by putting their faith and trust in him. No one else can say that. So the uniqueness of the gospel's message is found in the uniqueness of the one who purchased the sinner. And that uniqueness of his name, even this very thing that's in Acts 4.12, no other name, the very uniqueness is actually a dividing line, yes. right? And, and and this is why people do ask the question because they seem to have, you know, observed and, and assumed based on what information they have that Christianity is actually divisive, 
right? You know, where, it's very divisive. Where some religions are very inclusive. <laughs> Just come on in to the system, to the to the belief, to the faith, and and, and we don't apologize for that, though, Keith. Right, you and, know? and and but even Jesus said, yeah. it, right, yeah, even Jesus said, Matthew, I didn't come to bring Matthew ten. Yep, I did not come. Think not that I have come to send peace, but I have come to send a sword. And then he goes on to talk about the division that will take place in a man's own home. And in Matthew chapter 10, verse 26, he says, and a man's enemies will be that of his own house. What is he talking about? Jesus is is the peace man. He's the one that, what he's saying is, you're exactly right, Keith. When a person decides to recognize who they are before God and receive Christ, what will happen as a result of that is that there will be a division. People mm. don't want to be held accountable to an eternal God, right? And so the only thing that they could do then in rejecting that is to actually push that gospel away and demean it. And that's why the Bible even gives us instructions to do uh, on, in what to do and something like that. So, so Jesus is unique, and he claims to be unique, and he claims to be the only way. And he makes no apologies for it. And he it. makes no apologies for it. <laughs> and, and you see over and over again in the Gospels, in the book of Acts— Throughout the letters of the New Testament, you see the same thing. No apologies for that. So, wow. Okay. So, since he is the dividing line, since he came to bring a sword, since there's no apologies, we need to talk about how to communicate that with our (laughs) friends and with our family. We're going to do that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. All right, Pastor Steve, so Jesus is the only way. He said it himself. I am the way, the truth, the life, the only way to the Father. Uh, You know, the message of John 3.16 is that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, right? So there's a uniqueness in Christ as the incarnation of God and as the only begotten son of God. So we're when we're talking with our friends and we're talking with our family, we're talking about people that we care about, we know that God loves, and they have objections, and their objections can be based on logic. They can be based on past experiences and hurt, on understandings and misunderstandings of what it even means to be a Christian. As a Christian, we do want to be peacemakers, right? And Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for theirs is the kingdom of God. The 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 way that we make peace is to bring the gospel of peace, the message, the good news of peace to people, and that is that every single one of us has an inherent sin problem. Okay, it's it's not just actions and attitudes; it's also our our nature. And there's no amount of goodness that I could do or you could do to tip the scale to where God would say, "Okay, your good outweighs your bad," because if that's the case, and He doesn't actually deal with the bad. He's not just. He's not. He's not equitable, right? He doesn't. He's not. He's not going to actually deal with the, you know, the the pains inflicted upon people. You know, people people cringe at the lack of justice in any given situation, and and then they want God to be, you know, unjust. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they want God to be merciful, but they they don't want God to be just. And and so Jesus is presented and presents Himself as the only one who is going to reconcile those two 
you know, opposing views that we want God to be loving and merciful, but we also want God to be just and fair and equitable. How does he do that? Jesus Christ is is the embodiment of yeah. justice delivered and mercy given um, to each one of us. So we're talking to somebody we care about. How do we unpack this this reality to them? Yeah. I would say, first of all, to the listeners, God will be just when it comes to judging sin. And we're not to consider um, his his patience as being slack concerning judgment, the Scripture says, right? There is coming a day in Revelation 19 where he will make it all right. He will judge the sins of the world. Um, so so no one's getting away from any with anything, right? And, and whatever... Whatever slack you think he has in judgment right now, it is a mercy that God is is wanting to extend to all people because once he does do deal with sin and is just, there is no reversing that. It, it is it's a done deal at right. that point. And so that's gonna be a, a horrifying day for a lot of people, right? And so when it comes to talking to somebody who who sees the injustices in the world and, and then they, you know, they doubt the love of God and say, you know, and, and, and vice versa and then what ultimately leads to is well Christ how can Christ be the only way? You know, I, I would say this, you know, Jesus when talking to the Pharisees in John chapter five, he said something interesting. He said, the father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. Uh, His voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen, and you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and they bear witness of me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Yet you refuse to come to me. In other Mm. words, what God is saying, Jesus is saying is, listen, God has testified to you right. through the very means which you say you honor the scripture, yet you refuse to come to me. And we talked about this when we were going over to Romans. God has testified to the world. What has been what can be clearly seen about God has been manifested to man, yet man has changed the glory of the incorruptible mm. God into that made of corruptible image. So, Keith, the point is this. It's not that God hasn't shown what he needs to show for people to come to know him, right? right. There's something in man that chooses not to okay. do that and exchange that. And so when we're talking to the sinner, it's not it's not that we're having to prove God's love and that he reached out to you. We're having to show the sinner you are in a place where you are judging God for your own sin, mm. your own inability, because the reality is God has reached out to you in the Son. He's He's tapped into a to a very a very tender a, a very tender um, joint inside your inside your being. You are a sinner, and you know it. Yeah. And 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 the problem is you also know there's accountability for it. And 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 surrendering your life to Christ means you have to first acknowledge you're not good. Right. And that's hard for people, Keith, because mm-hmm. they don't look through the eyes of God in seeing good. They look through the eyes of man and they right. judge from a carnal perspective. And so when we say that the first thing that has to happen is a person needs to come to the understanding of themselves, that's where we always have to start, Keith, because people can't argue with that. They, yeah. they know they're not good. They know they've messed up. And then we can transition into the gospel, right? It's, it's the same thing as if a person you know, is going to get well from cancer. You have to first believe the diagnosis and go get the medicine, right? Right. Everything starts with trusting. And so if we can show a person, listen, before God, you're, you're, you're a sinner, you're corrupt. They have no choice 
but to either repel against him and go the other way, or they have to come to him because he's the only one who has the answer for sin. Yeah, and no matter our good intentions, our good intentions are never going to weigh out the the impact and the consequences of our actions. Yeah. Um, one, one of the ministries that highlights a particular method of delivering the gospel is Ray Comfort and the way right. of the master and, and how in his delivery of the gospel and how he trains people is to present the law of God, right? Here's God's standard, right? right of, of goodness, of perfection, of holiness. Have you been flawless and perfect in keeping God's law? And then he says, and Jesus said about these various laws, you know, thou shalt not murder. If you hate, you murder. You know, thou shalt not commit adultery. If you lust, you commit adultery. You know, and all of that, everybody has to accept the fact that we are a, you know, a lying, murdering, uh, you know, covetous adulterer. You right, know? right. And, 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 and when, and, and everybody, it doesn't matter how good you are, if we're being judged by our hearts, by our intentions, and God is actually looking deep, and he is the one, according to Hebrews, that, that with his word is able to divide between, you know, the thoughts and the intents of the heart, you know actually why we do what we do, then we all stand guilty. Right. We all stand guilty. We all stand, um, you know, in judgment. And so Jesus is addressing that very But here's reality. the thing, Keith. If you talk to people, you, you can lead them to that conclusion by simply saying, well, are you perfect? No, I'm not perfect. Okay, well, sure. the Bible calls that sin. In, in that regard, are you a sinner? Sure. Now here comes the issue is, how do I feel better? How do I cover? How do mm. I how do I do away with my sin? Because that is my reality. And that's where people start searching. And that's where they start looking for, well, I'll just I'll just outpace my bad works, you know, and I'll be right. better. And right. or I'll go and I'll really I'll really ch- plug into church and really try to prove to God that I'm a better person. And and that's where Jesus says, No, I am the way, I'm mm. the truth, I'm the life. The righteousness that's imputed to you is not earned, it's a gift. And yeah. that's why he can confidently stand before them and say, there is no other way to heaven except through me because there's no other sacrifice for your sins. Point me to a a belief system that has the perfect God taking upon himself the sins of the people he saved so that he can save them. The, wow. the, there isn't any other. And so it's not like we're trying to be rude or we're trying to be narrow jesus is narrow it's it's just very simple you know he paid for it believe it accept it it's yours don't then there's one thing left when god makes all things right in the end is to judge sin and and that's a very logical thing too for the logical mind we can understand all right there is a certain set of rules that we have to keep and if we don't keep the rules things fall apart yeah and we have fallen apart and by grace Jesus is the solution. He is the the answer to that. And in this last remaining minute or so of Shouts of Grace Radio, Pastor Steve and I just want you to know as you're listening to this, A, you don't have to have a theological degree to explain your faith to somebody, to explain Jesus. You know, make it relatable. Hey, I had to come to the place where I realized I'm a sinner. I'm not perfect. I fall short. And God has provided the way to remedy that so that way I can be completely at peace with him and have a relationship. And if you're listening to this and you've never accepted Jesus Christ, it begins with acknowledging your sin before him, confessing it to him, and then believing that who he is and what he has done is enough and more than enough for you to be saved, forgiven, and completely reconciled and at peace with God. And that is our hope that you have that relationship with God through Jesus Christ, who is the only way 
to have true life with him. It's where life really begins, isn't it, Pastor Steve? Amen. 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 Thanks for being with us, and we look forward to being with you next time on Shouts of Grace Radio. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 